Whew, that was a good run. All right, what did I miss? Let's see. John Klingberg signs a one-year deal worth $7 million to the Ducks? Are you kidding me? Oh my gosh. That's a huge deal. I got to talk about this. I got to get cleaned up. We're going to talk about this on today's Locked on Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. I got to go get ready, guys. Hit the music. Your Locked on Ducks, your daily podcast on the Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Your team every day. What a way to do this. Hello, everyone. I'm your host, Jason J.D. Hernandez, welcoming you to Locked On Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I've been covering hockey for over a decade. I've been covering minor league hockey for about that long, AHL for the last seven seasons, and covering the Ducks here on the Locked On Podcast Network for the previous three seasons and folks we've got a big deal to talk about so let's get right into it john klingberg signs a one-year deal worth approximately seven million dollars heading to the anaheim ducks that is right reports first came in from kevin weeks and this was confirmed by eric stevens at iceman cometh who confirmed that john klingberg signs a one-year deal For the Anaheim Ducks. This is a major deal for many reasons. And first, before I get into what I think, I want to talk about what was said on the 32 Thoughts podcast. Ironically, that had just come out right around when the trade happened. So when he was recording this, this came as a big surprise. And I'll admit, it came as a surprise to me. Because to peel back the curtain, I was out running. I was doing my jog because I'm training for New York Marathon in a few months. So I was out running. Then I get an alert that, oh, wait, there's a trade happening. Wait, did did I read this right? I did read it right. That Klingberg went to the Ducks. So I was a little bit surprised to read that. And then I saw how much it was like, oh, that's a little more. Then I saw the term. That's not bad. But something that he did point out, that uh, Friedman pointed out on the 32 Thoughts podcast was that there's been a changing of guards. Remember that Klingberg got rid of his prior agent in the middle of free agency. He's now he's now part of the Newport Sports Group. That is his new agent. And what I'm hearing happened based on that podcast is he said, yeah, his new management group called around a lot of franchises and tried to get a feel for what the deal was at the current moment and there was a lot of teams that said they were not going to give him term now something that was pointed out that I do want to mention here before free agency started before even the season ended there was talks of an extension and he could have gotten six seven years he could have gotten about 50 million dollars and that didn't necessarily come to fruition there was also talk he could have gotten just under 50 million he would have been okay with that but he chose to wait, and his agent said, no, let's wait it out. Let's let's play out free agency and see what happens. And what, what ended up happening was that a lot of teams decided to pass on him because for whatever reason, his agent, I guess, didn't do his due job, which is why Klingberg got rid of him. So what this boils down to is you had a lot of teams, including Dallas, try to put some money towards him. He said no, or his agent said no. And they just waited long and long and long enough. And this was a name that I had been targeting 
for the past two months. You could probably hear John Klingberg's name pretty much every week on this podcast. I've been saying this for weeks, that this is the guy that the Ducks needed to go after. And if there was any team that had a really legitimate shot at him, it was Anaheim because they needed the the defense. They would be the team that would be willing to spend the money because they had the money. They were still below the cap floor. And in one fell swoop, they solved multiple problems. They got out of the cap floor. So they're just above the cap floor. So yay, the Ducks did it. They spent money. Woohoo! On some good players. That's one thing they did. Another thing they did is they finally filled that massive gaping hole on defense that was left. Hampus Lindholm, he's now a Boston Bruin. Josh Manson, he's now a Colorado Avalanche. Those are two big defensemen that are now gone from the Anaheim Ducks. And bringing in John Klingberg is a massive step in helping out this rebuild, or as GM Bob Murray used to say, a retool. No, it's a rebuild, but it has now become an accelerated accelerated rebuild. Because if Klingberg does well with this team, then you know what? There's a possibility that they, you ready to hear this? They might, might make the playoffs. Hmm. So they did accomplish a lot with this signing. I talked about this on the now video as I was out running. It it was a great, great deal. It's a show me deal. One year. What does that mean? This could go one of either two ways for the Ducks. One way this could go, if he does well in Anaheim, and if they are part of this accelerated rebuild and do better than expected, better than many pundits expect, then maybe they could be contending for a playoff spot. They could be a wild card this coming season. And he might be more apt to stick around, especially considering that some of these younger guys are still learning to develop. Maybe he could be that guy, that young defenseman, like Jamie Drysdale, like Olin Zellweger. They could look up and say, you know what? I want to be like this guy. I want to play balls out. Like John Klingberg, I want to be the offensive guy that he is. Now, Klingberg defensively isn't quite the best player, but offensively, he's one of the best defensemen in the league. I would even make the argument that he's a top 10 defenseman in the league. And my buddy Taylor Blake Ward, who used to cover hockey, he even had him as a top five. Yeah. Yeah, Taylor has him as a top five defenseman in this league. Okay, I don't know if I want to go that far. I mean, there are some big name defensemen still in the league right now, but top 10, certainly without question offensively. So if the Ducks do well with Klingberg, they could look to extend him. They could. Especially after next season, when you get rid of Corey Perry's money, finally, Corey Perry's money goes off the books. Then you have... Kevin Shattenkirk, whose money is going to be gone after this coming season. So you're going to have some expiring contracts. You're going to have some more money off the books. And the Ducks will still have a lot of money to spend in order to extend guys like Zegris, for example, like Dryzo. They got to extend those guys, right? They would still have money to extend John Klingberg 
and possibly give him a long-term deal. Maybe four by six, maybe four by six and a half, maybe a five by six. Who knows? So that's one way it could go. Another way it could go if it goes south. Get ready. If it goes south and the Ducks struggle to have any kind of scoring, if they don't do well, then they could possibly use him as a trade chip. Hmm. Really think about what I just said, folks. He could be a trade chip, and you know what teams would be willing to spend to get John Klingberg for a deep playoff run? They would be willing to spend a first-round pick. Easily. And if that happens, well, here's what will occur. If they struggle in the season and they miss the playoffs, one, they would get a lottery pick, and two, if they can get a first-rounder, they would have two first-round picks, including a lottery pick. And if it's a team that does marginally well and gets like a fifth or sixth, like kind of a middle seed, the Ducks could get a top 10 pick again, and they could also get a low 20s pick again, similar to what happened this past draft. So when you look at either possibility, this is a banger of a deal for the Anaheim Ducks. I mean, you cannot do wrong either way with this deal. Now, what I would have liked... I mean, I could kind of see where some people say, yeah, I would have liked a longer-term deal because a player of that caliber, you would want to keep on your team for a long time. Like, Why wouldn't you want to keep John Klingberg for four to five years? I mean, as I mentioned, he's one of the best offensive defensemen in this league. I mean, I don't have to go over the stats here, but you talk about someone of his caliber, yeah, you absolutely want to keep him. You really do. And with that... The Ducks now have $19.97 million in projected cash. Let's, let's round up. They have about $20 million left in cap space. They could go after someone else. The Ducks could potentially get another forward. And there are some key UFAs still out there. You still have Nazim Kadri. You could get him on a show me deal. You have Sonny Milano. Bring him back. I would bring back Sonny Milano. Why the hell not? Yeah. Bring him back for a couple years. And they would still have money to spare. So they still have the flexibility and they got their guy. I mentioned this on a previous podcast. Something the Ducks want to do. And Pat Verbeek has said in interviews that he's looking after a defenseman and a forward. I mentioned this. Get the defenseman. They did that. That's part one. Now get the forward. That's part two. I'm eyeing Kadri. You never know. I'm really eyeing Milano. They could bring him back. They could bring him back for a couple million dollars. One and a half. I mean, at this point, with patience, they could bring him back for maybe less. And he would gladly go back to Anaheim. And now you are set. So the Ducks realistically, like right now, they're golden. They're absolutely golden. With this signing, I'm excited about it. I cannot wait to cover this team next season. Am I thinking playoffs? Uh, Possibly. I'm possibly thinking playoffs here. Who knows? Who knows? The sky feels like it's the limit right now. All right, we're going to take a quick intermission, a quick timeout. But first, let's talk about everybody's favorite protein bar, and that is Built Bar. And I got a Built Puff 
right here and one of my favorite flavors is the cookie dough chunk this is a new flavor of built puff that has just come out it's delicious it is packed with at least 15 grams of protein this only has 160 calories it is protein-infused marshmallow that tastes like a candy bar. And once again, thanks to the fine folks at Built for sending us these delicious puffs. So if you want to, if you want to try Built Puffs for yourself, or if you want to try Built Go, Built Boost, and the original Built Bar, head over to Built.com right now and use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next purchase of Built Bar, the best-tasting protein bar ever. We're going to talk more about this trade on the other side. Welcome back to Locked On Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. You're locked in with J.D. Hernandez as we continue to talk about the big trade that just occurred early this morning, John Klingberg signing a one-year deal worth approximately $7 million to the Anaheim Ducks. So I do want to talk about lineups really quickly because I think this bears repeating. He changes that team. And how he changes it is in more than one aspect. Let's start with the fact that he is one of the top scorers in the league. He will immediately bear the brunt of responsibility on that team. He will immediately be on that power play because he is one of the best quarterbacking power play defensemen in the league. So he will be on that front line, probably along with Cam Fowler. Now, here's what else this does. This takes pressure off Jamie Drysdale. I'll, I'll repeat this. Jamie Drysdale's only 21 not even 21. He's 20. Zegris is 21. Jamie Drysdale is 20 years old. He's not even old enough to drink in this country. Drysdale will have some of the slack taken off of him, and it'll take some pressure off of him. Now, Drysdale is a fantastic defenseman, and he is one of the top defensemen on this team. But that is a lot of pressure to put on an 18, 19-year-old kid who is still learning the ropes. And at times, he was left out to the wolves at times last season. And that's not his fault. So what this does, it takes the pressure off Drysdale. Because you had Drysdale at times on that top line. So with him going back down to the second line, it kind of helps him relax a little bit. And he can look at a top pairing and say, yeah, this is honestly pretty good. What else this might do? This might put Kevin Shattenkirk down on the third line, which at this stage in his career is probably for the best. I mean, I mean, yeah, I hate to say it, but Kevin Shattenkirk is in the twilight of his career. This is the last year of his contract. To say the least, he hasn't performed as well as we would have hoped. Remember, Kevin Shattenkirk did sign a three-year contract with an AAV of nearly $4 million. Suffice it to say, he hasn't quite lived up to that contract as we would have liked. And yeah, I like, I, I hate saying stuff like that because Kevin Shattenkirk is a terrific guy to have in the locker room. Someone that you absolutely will, you know, stand behind and rally around. 
I mean, Kevin Shattenkirk in the locker room, everyone loved him. Kevin Shattenkirk was that guy in the bear costume during the holiday season last year for crying out loud. And you still value his role on the team. He could be a valuable player on that third line on defense. And when you look up and down, the defensive core, if you put Shattenkirk third, all of a sudden, that's not looking so bad. And you have one very solid defensive line, one with a kid that is still learning but is also very good. And you have a third line and go, you know what? That's not bad for a third line. In fact, that's kind of solid. That's what you want. That's what you want out of a third liner. So I'm of the opinion that I would like to see Kevin Shattenkirk in that role. And I would be thrilled to have Shatty in that third line. I think most fans would be thrilled to have him in that role. And something else that I kind of want to bring up, power play. Drysdale was kind of that guy on the power play because he is an excellent quarterbacking power play guy. He was at times out there on that first unit with Zegris, with Milano, with Getzloff, with Terry, with Henrique, with whoever was going to be out there, JD would usually be out there. Now you could put Drysdale out on that second unit and maybe take some of the pressure off of him there as well. This could also open up possibilities with mixing and matching on that second line or on that third line. Because this is all going to be about Klingberg on that defensive core. This, this is your star signing that you wanted for the Ducks. This is where the money's being spent. As well it should be. It should be spent on a star defenseman. Yeah, that pun's intended, I know. It, it should be spent on him. Absolutely. What more can you ask for in that case? Honestly, I would argue you can't really ask for a whole lot more. All right. We're going to step away for a second. When we come back, we'll talk a little bit more about John Klingberg and his previous stats. We'll talk more about John Klingberg and his time in Dallas. So stay locked in for that. Welcome back to Locked On Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. You're locked in with Jason J.D. Hernandez on this Friday and for those of you on the video side, you might notice that there is no video. That's because the power is out. While I have no power and no internet, at least the laptop is still working and I'm able to record audio despite the fact that there is absolutely zero internet, zero power. So I'm going to try to get through this as quickly as possible because it is a little warm. But we have one more segment. And I'm still going to talk about John Klingberg a little bit before wrapping up on the video side for the week. We'll have a bonus episode tomorrow to round out the week. So, yeah, enjoy that, folks. All right, so a little bit more about John Klingberg. And actually, I was starting to record the third and final segment just as the power went out. So a little bit of bad luck there. And I, I hope to get this up at some point tonight. Hopefully the power comes back sooner rather than later. But we'll see. All right, over the last eight seasons, John Klingberg has played 552 games. He scored 374 points. So on average, he plays 69 games per season, nice, and averages close to 47 points per season. 
he doesn't miss many games. The only reason it's an average of 69 games per season is because there was that shortened season in 2020 where he missed a handful of games and 2021 where he missed only three games. Last season, he missed eight games. He's a pretty durable defenseman. He doesn't take many games off. He doesn't take many minutes off. And of course, his rookie season, he only played 65 games. Also because that was his rookie season and he was starting off with the Texas Stars. So in general, he doesn't miss many games. Heavy minutes eater. I expect him to get the bulk of the defensive minutes for the Ducks. I expect that he will average around 23 to 24 minutes per game, which is what you want on a top defenseman like Klingberg. And I would say that he's probably in his prime right now. He's 29 years old. Last season, he scored 47 points, the most he scored in five years, but that was when he had a full season going on. So I would hope that he's good for at least 50 points, which is what you want from a defenseman. You want someone that's a big point getter. Uh, one other thing about Klingberg, as far as the Dallas Stars are concerned, is they already were pretty decent on defense. They had Miro Hiskinen. You had Lundell and Lindell, sorry. And last season, the addition of Yanni Hockenpah helped. But you saw Klingberg get out there with Hiskinen for the most part. And that was fine. That was a good defensive pairing. Probably one of the best deep pairs as far as offense in the National Hockey League last year. Now, as far as this year is concerned, he will likely play on the right side. That is someone the Ducks needed. They needed someone on that right side desperately, and they got him. So I did mention who he's likely to play with, and luckily I saved this before the power went out. It's a perfect pairing with Fowler and Klingberg. Fowler plays both sides, but he's a lefty, and Klingberg, he is a righty. So you have both of them on their natural side. That first line should work out perfectly. Urho Vakaninen, he just got signed. He might go with Jamie, who knows? It might be Colton White who makes it. Or Benoit Smash. Simon Benoit. He could make the team as well. Now there's going to be some decisions to be made. Klangberg is going to get the bulk of minutes. And I did mention I talked a little bit more about him, and I did. But we've got to talk about who might be the odd man out. Could it be Benoit Mahura? Could it be Colton White? I mean, I... I actually will delve on that a little bit more on a future podcast because the power is still out as I'm speaking right now. So instead, I'm going to leave that as a tease. I will leave it as a tease. I will talk more about who could be the odd man out next week or on a future podcast. But a little bit more about Klingberg. Um, the metrics are very good as far as offense. The... The defense could use some work, but the offense for the most part is where he shines and where his best hockey is, to be honest. I mean, I just gave you some of the numbers right there. Uh, Some of the other metrics, the point scoring is going to be there. It's going to continue to be there. Good for about 0.6 to 0.7 points per game. The skating ability is still very good. He is still a great defensive skater. So for what it's worth... You have a top pairing of Fowler and Klingberg. I think that's going to work out just fine. 
And since the power is out, I think I'm going to wrap that up for this particular podcast. Apologies for getting this out late. I do, again, hope to get this out as soon as possible. And by the looks of it, it looks like the neighbor's power is out. I mean, it's completely dark over there. So their power is also out. Yeah, we'll we'll see how that goes. But before I wrap up this podcast, I want to thank you all for your kind words. Thank you for those of you that have emailed, that have texted. Those of you that listened to the last audio podcast, I want to thank you sincerely. The support that I got was great, and I want to thank you all sincerely for that. All right. Uh, Don't forget this podcast is free and available across all platforms, including Stitcher, Spotify, Odyssey, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and YouTube as well. So don't forget to hit that subscribe button on YouTube. You could email me at LockedOnAnaheimDucks at gmail.com. You could follow me on Twitter at StimpyJD. And the show's Twitter is at LO underscore Ducks. Once again, thanks for making this your first listen of the day. Don't forget to make Locked on NHL your second listen of the day. And also don't forget to check to check out Locked on Stars because I'll be taking I'll be talking with Dane next week about Klingberg. So, stay tuned for all that. Once again, thank you all for your continued support. It is greatly appreciated. For Locked On Anaheim Ducks, I'm Jason J.D. Hernandez saying have a great weekend. Please continue to be safe out there, be kind to one another, and Ducks fly together. Fly together.